Welcome to the prototype world of tomorrow. They say the new millennium began the day the City of Progress was finished. A domed metropolis of the world's greatest mines, built on the swamplands of Central Florida. Here, in this self-styled city of the future, 50,000 residents live, work, and occasionally die. Progress is a prototype of a world to come, but also a living city with many mysteries. And here to unravel a few of them are Progress's only private investigators, Tim E. Less and Eve R. Moore. And now, The Infinite Journey, Chapter 3. Well, this is certainly a turn of events. We had a brief technical glitch with Team 28, but it seems that instead of defeating their dinosaur guardian, they've tamed the wild beast. This is truly a first, and it goes without saying, the team riding an armored Ankylosaurus has a definite advantage in the upcoming challenges. As much as I didn't mind the waltz through the jungle, riding on the back of a sentient quadruped, the width of a tractor trailer was practically playing the game on creative mode. It appeared that the challenges were forthcoming after the gate, but once again, I have to use air quotes seeing as they were designed on more of a human rather than dinosaurian scale. For example, or as the Latins would say, A. Crossing the grassy plains filled with majestic, if negligent on their spatial awareness, brontosauruses was as simple as holding onto a charging rhinoceros, if that rhinoceros were larger, spikier, and bad at metaphors. There was a moderate standoff with some, I believe Dana called them ornithistes? Uh, little reptile demon things that looked like a plucked turkey who found out what happened on Thanksgiving and was out to avenge, and they had nothing left to lose. Actually, that's a really good screenplay idea. Sadly, for their reign of Black Friday-themed terror, Dina's scale-covered tail made short work of their poultry efforts. But we did learn the answer to one important question. Could the early ancestors of Galloanceri fly? The answer? No. No, they could not. Tim, they just flashed the map up again. You're getting closer to Team 13. <clears throat> At this point, Eve was passing on whatever information she could without anything more than a clearing of my throat to let her know I got the message. Pauline at first had some questions about what exactly was causing the digital phlegm I was experiencing, but eventually settled into a bemused apathy. The game map was apparently designed like someone who had took a tournament bracket and origamied it into a sphere and then pounded the sphere flat with a mallet. That is to say, the further you went into the island, the more teams you were likely to meet. All the teams were funneling toward the same goal, the temple on the mountain in the middle of the island. 
Picking up three keys along the way was a secondary objective, along with not dying as the... Well, I guess not dying is the primary? Anyway, you needed everything to win the Eleusinian tournament and receive the fame, glory, and adoration on the regular for the rest of your days. Or at least until someone won the electromagnetic golf tournament next month and everyone forgot about you again. Having just finished fending off a barrage of giant prehistoric jungle snails in the waning hours of twilight, we were catching our breath. Or, more accurately, waiting until our health meters were back to 100%. The group decided to bivouac for the night, and were sitting on some large stones in a clearing around a campfire that we were fortunate enough to have snagged from the barrels at the beginning of the game. That's right, Bo was carrying around a campfire the entire time. These wings are a bit chewy, but the white meat's not bad. I think I'll stick with the berries, thanks. How did you know that they weren't poison? Basic game design. It would be a bit anticlimactical to have an entire team die of berry poisoning, wouldn't it? That's what he told me, and then watched as I ate it first. Mm, survival of the shadiest. How long do you think before we get to the temple? I would guess they have it timed out for a three-day game but didn't count on our conveyance, who seems to be snoring at the moment. Oh, wake her up. I've always wondered what androids dream about. Is it just me, or is this game getting sillier? What do you mean? Okay, it started with normal dinosaurs, right? But it's sort of degraded into prehistoric nonsense. I mean, giant snails. You don't know that there weren't giant snails. And this whole thing with a temple in the middle? Yeah, was the temple and the gate and the keys all built by dinosaurs, or did there used to be people here? People came after dinosaurs, Bo. So are we time travelers? I should blog about this. It's a game. In the jungle. There's temples and ruins and things around. Ruins aren't just naturally occurring phenomena. (laughs) Tell that to the people who discovered Yonaguni. If there's a dinosaur temple, is there some sort of level of organized dinosaur religion? And then who's the dinosaur god? Like, a dragon, maybe? It's a video game. Designers just throw things in and don't think about it. Now, good night. And don't let the fire burn out. You know, I I don't think it can. Once you got used to the ten-second loop they use for the sounds of the ancient forest at night, it made the whole experience rather soothing, and the three of us each nodded off to a dark and dreamless sleep. Sure enough, in the morning, the fire was blazing as bright and full as ever. Bo picked it up by a log and dropped it behind him, in case it came in handy later. After a breakfast of berries for myself and Pauline, cold eudomorphodon for Bo, and a clump of pixelated grass for Dinah, we set off. We emerged from the tropical forest we had been traversing to find a rocky beach on a large lake. There were a few small ridges with palm trees on them to both sides of us. Those gave way to steep cliffs and finally, jagged snowtop mountains. If any mountains in the history of video games proclaimed unscalable, it was these. There was a pass dead ahead on the other side of the lake that was all but chiming to us, this way, you dolts. Luckily, if that wasn't clear enough, there was a helpful identifying sign. Uh, ahead lies the Great Death Lake. Great Death Lake. Hmm. What it lacks in originality, it makes up for in descriptiveness. We walked down to the beach. Despite the small size of the lake and the general lack of wind in the game, the water was churning. Guys, I don't have a great feeling about this. 
What, you think one of those? Sure enough, one of those was exactly what was in the lake. It reared its head up out of the water and bared its teeth. It had frills on the side, which I assumed was an artistic embellishment, but they sort of stood out on their ends and shimmied when the creature snarked up at us. The art direction looked like it was pulled half from Charles R. Knight and half from an eight-year-old boy's crayon sketch of a sea serpent. Back. However long I assumed a water dinosaur's neck was, add 50 to 75%. It looked like someone put the head on the tail by mistake. It lunged at us with a throaty cackle slash snarl. Ah uh, yes, I read about this behavior in National Geographic once. This is getting ridiculous. I promise you, we don't taste that good. Well, that did it. In the distance, at least two more of the sea monsters were sticking up their unnaturally long heads to see what was going on in the surface world. I assume they're some sort of plesiosaur? Does it matter? They have teeth. Uh, Dinah, are you going to be able to swim us across? I don't know if you've taken a look at the stumps that pass for my legs. Let's just say I'm not a water species. Well, we have to find a way. Uh, a raft? Can it outrun Bitey, Chompy, and Longneck over there? Bitey, Chompy, and Longneck were currently practically beaching themselves on the rocks trying to get their snake-like necks close enough to take a sweet, sweet bite out of Timothy Less. Can we go around? I don't know. Uh, can we go around? I don't see, see a way. way on the map. It's all mountains. Who's over there? Look, over on that ridge. Sure enough. Up one hill to our left was a team of four clad in what looked like furs and animal skins. Is that Team 13? Uh, probably. You're basically on top of each other. Why do they look like cavemen? I think they're striving for a sort of Neanderthal chic. Wait. Is that Grant? They're coming down. Look, they're pulling something. Let me handle this. Just stay back, and we'll hope they're not looking for a fight. Get on my back. You'll be taller and perceived as more intimidating. Tim and Bo. <laughs> and I see you have a new friend. Grant? I see you have a new team, and for some reason, armor made out of dinosaur bones. I told you it was stupid. Shut up. Sorry, did you dig those up? I'm a heck of a paleontologist, Tim. You'll notice we also have clubs, spears, slingshots, and a primitive trebuchet. Oh, good for you. We have an armored dinosaur. Hello. A talking armored dinosaur. Nice to meet you. I'm gathering experiences, so I'll be more useful when I rejoin my artificial intelligence. Not now, Dina. You found it interesting earlier. So how are we going to do this? Do what? Cross the lake? Well, we're thinking some sort of raft. We have two keys. We need three keys. Well, you should find another one. I think we just did. What? Uh, sorry, I didn't catch that. Back up, Dina. Back up, back up, back up. What's that sound? They're pulling down the counterweight on the trebuchet. Dina, can you get us, as the French say, out of here? Where do you suggest we go? Okay, that one hit the ground, but we're trying again. Hold on. Dina, up that hill. Look at the rocks at the bottom. They'll never be able to roll the thing up. Okay, we overshot that one. I think we hit a plesiosaur. Can you please find a middle ground? Up the hill. We'll be trapped. I don't see another choice unless you prefer to go swimming. Come on.
Hi, my name is Richard Hercher. I hope you're enjoying Prototype World of Tomorrow because I am loving it. In fact, I'm a big fan of everything producer Benjamin Lancaster is doing. I can't tell you how many times I've watched the further adventures of Walt's Frozen Head. When I was a kid, I fell in love with audio fiction. I was the nerd who listened to books on tape when he got his first car, so I wanted to support this show. Once this episode is over, I'd like to invite you to look for Gravity Well Theater Podcast, that's theater with an ER, where I narrate classic and some original science fiction. And feel free to visit gravitywelltheater.com where I occasionally give away free copies of the audiobooks I narrate. If you aren't into science fiction, but listen to Prototype World of Tomorrow for its setting, I'd also like to invite you to the Magic Our Way podcast, made by some artistic buffs talking Disney stuff with a great listener community. I'll let you get back to the show, but a big thanks to Ben, Naomi, Brian, Callie, and the rest of the great talent behind Prototype World of Tomorrow. All right, there's no way they're rolling that thing up the hill. Yeah, but we're trapped, and they have weapons. We have the high ground. That's the thing people say. It must mean something. I could run down the hill, pick up some speed, and see if I can take a few of them out. You don't feel a little eh about killing Grant? What? He's our friend. He's a jerk, and it's a video game. Yeah, but it's different when you're in person. All that's going to happen is he's going to disappear from here and wake up and walk out the rainbow tunnel. But he'll feel it. If we hooked him up to a car battery here, it would still be a war crime, right? Look, they're waiting. Well, they're not in a hurry. They're trying to find the best way up. We need to find a way to escape. Any suggestions? I'm going to do a 360 spin and once again see nothing. I don't know. I'm not very creative. I'm just a data analyst. Can we just climb down the edge? Into the water? We're lucky the cliff's taller than the plesiosaurs. Let me see. I walked over to the edge. About a half dozen of the plesiosaurs were circling the water below, with a look up at us that let us know if we were to jump, they'd be snatching us out of the midair before we hit the water. Down is not an option. Do you feel something? Stick your hand out. Pauline had joined me looking over the edge. Immediately below us, before the water started, was a rocky shelf with hydrothermal vents. It's just an updraft from the vent. Yeah, and I haven't felt wind this entire game. You're saying it's here on purpose? I'm saying the game has to give us a way over the lake. Uh, guys, I think they're getting ready to use those clubs. Actually, it's the slingshots, never mind. Do we have anything up here we can use as a weapon? Besides me? <clears throat> anything? No one's come across this challenge before. Just look around. Tim, look at that tree. I don't think a palm frond's gonna cut it. It's not one of the three designs. It's here on purpose. No. It's the only way over the lake. You want to defeat the caveman horde, build a raft, and try to navigate through a herd of angry plesiosaurs? That's option B. You're saying you want me to hold onto a palm frond like an umbrella and fly? Well, you'd hold on to both sides, and it's really more of a glider. Okay, let me address something about aerodynamics. Bo, it doesn't matter. It's a video game. All right, let's break off four of the branches. Pick the biggest ones, I guess. <laughs> Excuse me. Not to be a pain, but I don't have thumbs or hands and I weigh six tons. Huh. I can sit here and hold them off. Is that something you're interested in? I didn't get to do it before with you guys. No, you're coming with us. We need you for the rest of the game. Dinah, stand still. Bo reached out, touched Dinah's leg, and without any apparent effort whatsoever, held the full-grown ankylosaurus aloft over his head and dropped her behind his back. Watch out for the campfire in there. Uh, where did she go? Mm -hmm. Same place as the campfire, I guess. We only need three of these branches now. 
Bo, help me get the other branches off the tree. Throw them in the lake. If this works, I don't want them following us. And if it doesn't? Then we'll see them in hell. I've actually got a lunch with Grant on Wednesday at Bonnie's if you want to come. Oh, sure, that sounds nice. Ow! Ooh, their aim's improving. Let's go. We threw the other branches off the cliff and into the lake below. Two of the dinosaurs, under the mistaken programming that anything falling off the cliff was a digital meal fit for a carnivore, lunged forward at the same time, tearing into shreds before casting their hungry gazes back upwards where the meal was scheduled to drop. Well, it was my idea. I'll go first. Pauline held the palm branch over her head, climbed to the tallest rock, and hopped off into the air current created by the vents below. To both of our, and based on the sound, I think her surprise, she shot upward before beginning the slow descent over the lake. Enough. Get the spears. And that's my cue. I held the branch high over my head and took a single step out over the cliff, only to be immediately pushed upwards. I was following roughly the same path as Pauline, but I had a level of primitive control over the direction I was going by leaning my body left and right. My digital avatar, really shouldn't have skipped arm day. I couldn't turn around to see the cliff we had left, but the sound of Bo told me he was only a little behind me. The aquatic dinos below were none too happy with the situation and were frantically flapping out of the water to try and get to us. You could actually see the tops of their bodies now and their stubby little flippers flailing like clapping seals at feeding time. Just seals whose heads have been replaced by a cobra. The three of us were aiming straight for the rocks on the edge of the lake, and beyond that, the pass which would lead us even closer to the temple at the center of the game. Pauline landed first, a slow, steady descent. When she was about a foot above the ground, she let go of the palm leaf, dropped, and braced for impact. Thinking I would show her up a little, I leaned as far to the left as I could manage, and prepared my body for a tuck and roll, and then springing up dramatically. I could see the whole thing in my head, and in my experience, that is the difficult part of gymnastics. One, two, and... What I had not accounted for was the rocks were harder and less springy. More rock-like and less like the gym mats I was imagining. It turned out less a tuck and roll and more of a landing on my side onto something significantly harder than concrete. Why did they program pain? (laughs) Self-improvement training mechanism? Watch out! Bo was coming in hot. He was descending quicker than either Pauline or me, either through an error in piloting or the dinosaur in his metaphorical pocket. At this rate, he would barely make the beach. He pulled up at the last moment, bridging the last few feet and landing with a surprising amount of panache for someone howling his head off. The French judges were critical. For everyone else, 10 out of 10. Woo! We made it! Yeah, we did. All four of us? Right. Bo reached behind his back and pulled out. (sighs) How much stuff did you think you needed to gather? Do you have any idea what was in there? I mean, I could pull up the inventory. I can recite it for you. Bo and Dinah were standing on the water's edge, a little too close for my comfort. I thought I saw a shadow move in the water beyond them. I just pick up literally everything. It might come in handy or heal you or something. Well, it's an unorganized mess. Run a sorting function for the motherboard's sake. Well, I'm sorry for getting you across the lake. I'll think more about your comfort next time. 
Bo, Dinah, uh, can you take a few steps towards me? I couldn't breathe in there. You don't need to breathe. You're a computer program. The fringed head of one of the smaller plesiosaurs poked its head out of the water. Bo, Dinah, stop it. I'll stop it when she stops it. What do you want? A thank you would be nice. Both of you, get away from the water. They can't reach us. With less than a split second of warning, the plesiosaur threw itself up on the beach, its freakishly long neck lunging towards Bo. He tried to dart away, but it was too late. The monster couldn't move its body anymore, but that snake-like neck coiled around Bo's legs as he tried to escape, finally sinking its teeth into his torso. Dinah lumbered to the section of the neck closest to her and started bashing it in with her tail, which seemed to rattle the beast, who started flailing its flippers trying to get back to the sea. He was still holding on tight to Bo, but you could tell it was getting disoriented. In a rare moment of heroics, I shifted my weight in the general direction of trying to help. Stop it. You'll only get yourself killed. Pauline had seen what Dinah and Bo couldn't accept. The creature had found its footing, or rather, flippering. That is to say, it no longer had footing and was now back in the water and out of reach of Dinah's various pointy body parts. While it looked like it had released Bo from its grip, this was more of a snacking choice, as the dinosaur tossed him lightly in the air, tilted back his head, opened his mouth, and swallowed him like he was nothing more than a common cheese proof. No, get back here. Dinah, stop it. He's gone. The Further Adventures of Walt's Frozen Head is a feature comedy about what people will do to hold on to their dreams. It was written and directed by Benjamin Lancaster and stars Ron Schneider, the original Dreamfinder, as Walt. In the film, Walt, who's kept in the Utilidors under the Magic Kingdom, convinces a cast member to kidnap him for a day and let him see the park. The film is available to watch for free on YouTube by searching Further Adventures of Walt's Frozen Head. If you like the film, you can also follow the movie's account on Twitter, at Walt's Frozen Head, which tweets out humorous insights and jokes about the company from the perspective of Walt himself. Locating Beauregard underscore temps dot profile. File not found. Searching for Beauregard underscore temps dot profile. File not found. Attempting search again in 30 seconds. Hey, did you see what just happened? D yes, yes, Tim, I, I saw what happened. They're playing the clip on repeat and in slow motion. Let's see it one more time from the side view. Ah! Ouch, there is no way around that. It had to hurt. It looks like Team 28 just made our Darwin death of the day. You know, you really hate to see a team with such a huge advantage take an unforced fumble like this. We should keep going. Just a minute, Pauline. I tend to agree with her. The AI probably provided multiple ways around the lake, and the other team is bound to find one. Besides, there's probably another dozen teams still in the game. I said just a minute. No. No! The one who's been telling me it's a video game this entire time doesn't get to play this. Yes, your friend just got eaten by a prehistoric sea monster. Under normal circumstances, you might deserve some time to process that. If he wasn't currently walking back out of the tunnel as we speak. Uh, <clears throat> Eve, 
Find Bo and start going over things with him. He might be uh, And to... who have you been talking to this entire game? Uh, you knew? Of course I knew. Did you think I just assumed you mumbled to yourself? I thought that was normal human behavior. Huh. Learning something new. What do you have, a radio in your tooth? Actually, I... I swallowed it. That's going to be uncomfortable soon. I know you wanted to play this game with your friends, and that's fine. But right now, you've got a choice. You can choose to play the game with us, the team you've got, or we can just call it. And what do you want? I think a team sticks together to the end. You're right. I'm sorry. Let's do this. We'll win it. For Bo and Morris. For Bo and Morris. For Bo and Morris. Tim? Hold on. She's talking to me. Uh, Tim, there's something going on. I'm not sure what's happened, but the executives are looking worried. I think I just saw Julia Io make an expression other than a scowl. What's wrong? I'm not sure, but Bo hasn't come out yet. What? What is it? Bo isn't out. I, I think that's what they're talking about. When someone dies, they usually play the clip, and then there's some patter from the announcer, and then the player comes out of the tunnel, but this is like they're stalling. And now, let's check in with Team 7 to see how they're faring against that pack of Pachyrhinosauruses. They're just moving on. They've not done this with anyone else. I, I think something's wrong. Bo's missing. He hasn't come out of the tunnel yet. What does that mean? Oh no. What is it? I don't know. What do you think? I think that Bo had a lot of things in his inventory, including me for a while. And when the game was deciding what to do with him... Remember how when an AI dies in the game, they're pulled out? I'm worried that that process executes first. You think Bo was mistaken for an AI? He's almost as complex, at least to tier 60. Excuse me now? If that's the case, where are they taking him? Probably to be recycled back into the algorithm. How do we get there? What? A team sticks together to the end, right? Can we? Something's definitely wrong with Bo. Four of the executives just left. Uh, see if you can get down and talk to someone. We're looking for a way in. A, a, a way, way in, in where? where? I think I can help. We'll have to exit the regular gameplay and then find him before they deposit him and the rest of the AIs back into the generator. And then get him away from whoever's holding him and then get him and you both out. You think you can do it? All I know is I'll have a series of valuable experiences to bring back to the AI generator when it's over. That's the spirit. Eve, find out anything you can. We're going to see what the game looks like on the other side. You mean the side I'm on? Not exactly. Ugh. I wish you could come. Uh, yeah, me too. You might actually like this part. So, how do we get out of the game? It's not a closed system. There's fissures in the programming so they can make live updates. Like the command line interface you found. It's how they get the new AIs in. Where's the closest one? Look ahead. For the first time, I surveyed what laid before us after the pass through the mountains. It wasn't lush and green jungle anymore. It was a red and cracked landscape with volcanoes, rivers of lava, piles of dinosaur bones, and the stench of death. You see that cliff over there? 
where the Tyrannosaurus and the Stegosaurus are locked together in eternal combat? Yeah? That's where we're going. Hop on, and try not to look edible. Searching for Beauregard underscore temps dot profile. File not found. Attempting search again in 30 seconds. New encrypted chime. What is going on with your colleague? Reply. He's looking for a way into the back end. That might actually be good for us. Reply. Would you know... Mm. Scratch that. Reply. Tell me how I can get in. Searching for Beauregard underscore temps dot profile. File not found. Attempting search again in 30 seconds. Searching for Beauregard underscore temps dot profile. File not found. Attempting search again in 30 seconds. Searching for Beauregard underscore temps dot profile. File not found. Attempting search again in 30 seconds. Searching for Beauregard underscore temps dot profile. File not found. This episode of Prototype World of Tomorrow was written and directed by Benjamin Lancaster. Tim Less is played by Brian Balance. Eve Moore is Callie Wills. Pauline is played by Katherine Jenkins, and Dina is played by Red Wallace. Bo is played by Jerry Skids. Grant is played by Craig Wallace. Grant's team member is played by Disney Dan. The announcer of the tournament is Lou Moncello. The voice of the Astute Intelligence Project is Ron Schneider, and the chime voice is Jacqueline Thomas. Music by Trash Chan, Zotair Zeta, associate producer Naomi Addison. If you like this show and would like us to make more, please go to iTunes and give us a five chime review. And consider supporting our Patreon at patreon.com slash prototype world of tomorrow. Prototype World of Tomorrow is copyright 2022, just ahead in a jar, LLC.